We live in a world that wants to forget sin because it doesn't believe in mercy. The very state of our country, the very way our politics work, the very way that families are torn apart, our culture is in danger of losing hope in mercy. But if we don't believe in mercy, then why would we ever want to believe in sin? If you know that there's no chance of being forgiven, why would you admit that you're wrong? That would be the height of foolishness. Think of why we go to confession in the first place. As Catholics, those doors are still scary. Confession is still kind of scary. But we go because we believe in mercy. Otherwise, who would ever admit their sins? This parable is a parable that, to our world's way of thinking, can make no sense. Because it's a parable of the prodigal son who's received by the Father of mercies. It's the parable that puts it so starkly. When the son leaves the father after demanding his inheritance, he turns his back on the father and leaves. That, to the world, is no sin. The tragedy is the famine that strikes. That's the catastrophe. Because how does our world think? Possessions, pleasure, total freedom. What does the young man have? He gets possessions for him, for, him, for me. Give me my inheritance. Collecting all his belongings, he set off for a distant country to travel, to see the world. That, to the world's way of thinking, is no sin. It's only that it all ran out too soon, before he had his fill. The famine struck. To our world's way of thinking, there is no need for forgiveness. And in fact, the harshness of our culture, which we can see in the fact that we might not have sins, but our ancestors certainly did. All the phenomena of erasing artwork, of tearing down statues, or even not just of our ancestors, even the way no quarter is given in those seeking public office. Our world wants repentance but can't give absolution. And in that way, our culture's kind of like a perverse form of confession. It's all confession of sin, but no absolution. You can't go in peace.
And so if there's no sin by the young man in the parable to the world's way of thinking, how does the Christian see it? Yes, there's a famine. Yes, the young man is actually thinking about eating pig food leftovers. That's how low he's sunk. But the sin, that came earlier. It was demanding something of the Father's own being, turning his back on him and leaving. That's why the moment when the parable kicks into gear is when the son realizes something. Something that he'd perhaps sensed before, but that now becomes visible in a new way. We heard coming to his senses. That's the epiphany moment. The young man realizes that his father is merciful. He doesn't yet know how merciful, but he's willing to get up and find out. Our world could never understand that. The young man hopes for mercy. I will get up and go to my father. I will say, I have sinned against heaven and against you. That is why the Christian can believe in sin. Because he believes in mercy. He doesn't have to hide sin. In fact, the best that the world can offer is forgetfulness. Is to say, it's okay. Not I forgive you, but forget it. But that just says our meanings don't have, our actions don't have any meaning. If we can't do wrong, can we actually... If there is no wrongdoing, if we're all okay, is that being truthful? Our parable shows us the son's dawning realization of the father's mercy. And his journey back to the father is like our journey in this season of Lent. And so today, Laetare Sunday, the day in Lent where the church suggests having flowers in the sanctuary just one day during Lent. We wear rose vestments. It's a day of joy. But what is the, what is the common word in our liturgy, in our readings today? We find it in the, our opening prayer. We heard, O oh God, who through your word reconcile the human race to yourself in a wonderful way. And then we heard from St. Paul. God has reconciled us to himself through Christ and has given us the ministry of reconciliation. Namely, God was reconciling the world to himself in Christ, not counting their trespasses against them, but entrusting to us the message of reconciliation. St. Paul knows the power of repetition over and over again. What's at the heart of the Christian mystery? Reconciliation. The Father 
The Father of mercies has reconciled the world to himself. That's why we're here this morning. That's why we journey through Lent towards the joy of Easter. God has reconciled the world to himself in Christ. And in a profound way, what happens in the sacrament of reconciliation when we hear the words, God, the Father of mercies, has reconciled the world to himself and sent the Holy Spirit among us for the forgiveness of sins? The profound thing that happens happens in a very quiet, ordinary way. It happens in a small room behind these doors. There's no dramatic moment. In a way, it's like the sun coming to his senses. There was no lightning bolt, flash of light, but he came to his senses. He realized the Father's mercy. And when the Father saw him from a long way off, he welcomed him. He embraced him and kissed him. Because reconciliation, what happens in those small rooms, behind those doors, is an intervention of grace. God, who created the universe out of nothing, takes whatever burden of sin we have and makes it nothing. That happens with no fanfare. Grace is at work. My friends, let's not give up on mercy. Because we are confident in the mercy of Christ, the mercy offered in the sacrament, we are more than our sins. We believe in mercy. And we believe that the Father, even now, is reconciling the world to himself, waiting for us, his sons and daughters. As we journey towards Easter, let's take advantage of these last three weeks to seek our Father who loves us.